Hey, y'all. Welcome. Welcome to uh, the Hushbow Black Forum. Got a special edition of uh, the forum coming on tonight. Uh, we're kind of late here. It's about 10 after 7 already, and we're just now getting out here. Uh, once again, welcome, though, to uh, the Hushbow Black Forum. This is a special uh, special edition of the, the Hushbow Black Forum out here on uh, on this Monday uh, night, uh, November 5th, y'all. This is uh, Election Eve. 2012 uh, election eve we thought we'd jump back out here and uh just have a little fun with this thing since it uh it's coming right up to the wire and uh we thought we'd get back out to uh just try to get a feel of uh of what's going on out there in uh in the real world <laughs> uh dealing with this uh uh, dealing with this upcoming election, y'all, it's critical that we uh, uh, run this race right down to uh, the final wire. I see where the president and uh, Mitt Romney and all those folks are, uh, are out there uh, taking this thing right down to the wire. It's uh, razor thin, the election is. Yeah, well, we all know it shouldn't be nowhere near closed. Uh, this this election shouldn't be nowhere near closed, y'all. We uh, we don't know why 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 it is. I mean, we uh, I've never seen anything like it in my uh, some over sixty plus years of wallet uh, following politics in this country. I've never seen anything like this. Uh, where uh, <coughs> an incumbent president has done such an obviously uh, Great job with what the, with what he had to work with and uh and this thing uh come down uh to be a nail biter like this when this guy sh- uh, under any kind of normal circumstance they'd be talking about running this guy for a third term, yeah. They'd be talking about running this president for a third term. We think it uh, has a lot to do with his race. Absolutely. Oh, oh, yeah. There might be some uh, some uh, policy differences, no doubt. Uh, but this uh, the election of Barack Obama really brought to the forefront the uh, racial divide that still exists in the country. It put it front and center. Got a call-in number here, y'all, by the way, 310-742-1899. My, my Facebook friends, how y'all doing out there this evening? Hey, I hope y'all got out there and voted already. We need every, every last uh, vote, you know. It's critical that we get the president's back. We know. Oh, no, this guy's un, um we got the country, uh, got uh, our uh, economy leveled all. Oh, yeah, he got it leveled all. Well, that's not growing uh, nowhere near like uh, uh, we wanted it to grow. But really, this is doing as best as uh, uh, it could possibly be doing at this point, in my mind. I mean, uh, from the whole uh, from which we came <laughs> four years ago, uh, we're uh, 
we're in an excellent position to start adding uh, uh, jobs and start growing the economy responsibly, like the president says. We want to grow this thing responsibly. We want to cut the deficit responsibly, uh, where everybody uh, uh, pitch in on this thing. Everybody, middle class, underclass, upper class, the rich, the super rich. Yeah, we want everybody to uh, 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 share in on this uh, uh, in this endeavor. Uh, Mitt Romney. and Paul Ryan, they have a different idea uh, on how to uh, best uh, deal with the uh, economics of the country. Um, they believe, I'm not sure how they uh, plan, on, uh, uh, plan on going about doing it, but they want to dissolve, if you listen to them, they want to dissolve the federal government for the most part. They want to make the federal government uh, the Defense Department, period. That's all they want uh, the federal government to do is uh, uh, run the military. That's all they want the federal government to do. Everything else they want to uh, throw back to the states. Except, of course, that there's a couple of pet peeves, uh, peeves of theirs that they... Uh, want uh, the federal government to hold on to, <laughs> like uh, uh, controlling ladies' uh, uh, rights. <laughs> oh, that, that, that one little thing, uh, abortion, uh, they want to do away with all that stuff. Uh, yeah. So so, so there are some things that they want the government to do, uh, some of the things they want them to do, yeah, like uh, uh, take uh, uh, ladies' rights back to the... Uh, uh, 1920s, or prior to that, uh, uh, in terms of uh, social policies. Oh yeah, they want to do a lot more than that with their social ideologies too. Now it ain't just ladies' rights that they're after. They after uh, 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 some old folks' rights in this country, uh, no doubt. Uh, uh, that Tea Party group uh, want to do more than just uh, take away ladies' rights. Uh, I'm here to tell you, uh, we we've uh, we've got to get out there. It's going to be ready to close. I, I I've got a I've got a better feeling this evening. I kind of think the president uh, is going to eat this thing out by the narrowest of margins here tomorrow. Uh, let's hope so for the country's sake. Not just, yeah, for the whole country, for the world's sake, really. I mean, this thing's important, you know. These people are, what this guy want, what the Mitt Romney and, uh, what Mitt Romney and uh, Paul Ryan want to do is uh, have a, a, a international implications. Oh, yeah, their ideology, they, they uh, uh, scared the rest of the world to death. Yeah, just looking at it. Scared the rest of the world to death. They did some kind of survey, yeah. Uh, I, I guess they polled some 20, 30 nations out there to see who uh, would be uh, who they most favor uh, winning this U.S. election. Uh, uh, I think uh, Barack Obama won about 90% of the four. Uh, of course, no doubt, we don't elect our uh, uh, 
uh, politicians uh, based on uh, some foreign country's opinion, but it just goes to show uh, the rest of the world is paying attention and do have clear uh, 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 opinions about uh, uh, political uh, the political leadership uh, in this country, the most powerfless country in the world who could destroy this globe. Uh, all mankind own it uh, probably about a hundred times over. Hey, the rest of the world has a right uh, to be concerned about uh, uh, its leaders. Yeah, absolutely. It has a right to be concerned about its leaders because especially since its last uh, leader of uh, from that Republican Party uh, uh, put in a doctrine that uh, suggested this big old mighty country at the whim of uh, 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 no more than uh, 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 a suspicion could use that uh, might to attack <coughs> any country that it thought <coughs> uh, uh, was about to do it, uh, uh, us harm. <coughs> uh, before before being attacked, now remember, that's what George Bush and the Republicans uh, 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 proclaimed after 9-11. After we were attacked in 9-11, uh, 2001, uh, George Bush uh, uh, set down a, a different doctrine. Not only would we go into Afghan and attack who we thought or uh, attacked where we thought uh, uh, the attackers of 9-11 presided at, at that time, Bin Laden, uh, of course, we thought was in uh, somewhere in Afghanistan. So he uh, justified uh, the attack of 9-11 for going into Afghanistan. I was behind that myself. But then he went further. George Bush, the Republican, went further there in 2001, uh, 2002, and declared war on Iraq for no other reason than uh, he suspected that they had this huge stash, stash of weapons of mass destruction. Didn't know it for sure. He knew that the, his father, George uh, H. Uh, Bush, had sold uh, Saddam Hussein some chemical weapons way back in the 90s, uh, uh, way back in the 80s there uh, when they were, uh, was at war with Iran. Uh, we provided them chemical weapons. Uh, we lost con uh, track of those weapons that we uh, had given them uh, way back there. Uh, 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 but, but, yeah, a Republican administration did arm them with chemical weapons. So here, fast forward some 10, 15 years later, Son George uh, Jr. is in there. Uh, uh, as it turned out, came up with this uh, 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 phony, uh, uh, this phony made-up uh, 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 excuse to go into a wreck. Uh, talking about they had all this. Uh, uh, Stockpiles of mass uh, uh, weapons of mass destruction. Went in there, killed a bunch of folks, got a bunch of folks killed, got a bunch of our folks killed, killed a bunch of their folks. A uh, war went on damn near ten years, y'all. Iraq. We never been attacked by Iraq uh, uh, in our life in, in the history of this country. We went in there and tore that country up, overthrew the government. Uh, uh, didn't find no weapons of mass destruction. 
destruction. Uh, didn't find no Al-Qaeda in that mission that uh, was uh, uh, messing with us. We went in there and destroyed that uh, government, some say, whether we, you know, whether it was anti-American or pro-American or whatever it was. It had never attacked us. It was, had nothing to do with 9-11 that we found. Why we went in there, I don't know. We still trying to find that out, trying to figure it out. We do know that there were no uh, uh, weapons of mass destruction. So we, we're just saying, just to follow uh, along uh, with uh, this election here, here's Mitt Romney with this talking uh, uh, about uh, uh, adding $2 trillion to the military uh, budget, by the way. They're talking about spending two more trillion dollars on the military. Can you imagine that? And moving everything else that the federal government does back to the states. Except we're going to still control the rights of the citizens, especially the females and the minorities. <laughs> hey, we're going we to keep that under the auspices of the federal government. Uh, the. Uh, 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 to control over uh, the citizens' uh, lives, daily lives, we're going to control that. But we're going to let the uh, states do everything else. We're going to take care of the military and uh, move all the uh, education, the health care, uh, <laughs> FEMA. We're going to move all that stuff back to the states and let them each deal with it uh, however they so choose individually. We don't know what would have happened. If that had been the case uh, when uh, Hurricane Sandy came up here last week, uh, we don't know how would the, each state handle that massive undertaking, which uh, really is just is just getting to be put back together. Uh, the damage that uh, Hurricane Sandy uh, did last uh, week is just. It's still over a million some people in New Jersey without power today, one week later. It's still millions of people without electricity up there in the Northeast. Gas uh, lines uh, around the block, not because uh, because there's a shortage of gas, just because the distribution system was wrecked by that storm. Uh, just a humongous, uh, uh, major catastrophe, uh, uh, natural. Uh, I like to say it's a God-made uh, event. <laughs> That's how I look at it. So, so yeah, <coughs> one could imagine that uh, <coughs> FEMA, had FEMA been moved back to the states and neglected, like it was under the Bush administration, which caused all of uh the deaths and destruction down there in New Orleans, some 3,000 people died uh, in that Hurricane Katrina, y'all. Now, this thing here was much, much bigger than uh, uh, Katrina, yet we still only got 100 lives, which is horrible. Any death is horrible, but uh, imagine the difference in the uh, 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 preparation and the readiness that... Uh, uh, when this disaster occurred that had been put into FEMA and uh, other federal agencies uh, that uh, uh, was so so important uh, to uh, this last incident here last week, uh, this major uh, superstorm, one like the country has never seen before. Imagine 
uh, had uh, FEMA been in the same shape that it was in 10 years ago, or, or, or when uh, uh, Katrina came through there with George Bush at the helm. helm. You know, yeah, because remember, the Democrat Clinton had uh, made FEMA a cabinet post. FEMA had been elevated to a cabinet position under Bill Clinton. That's how how important he thought uh, 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 national emergencies and uh, events like uh, hurricanes and tornadoes and earthquakes. Uh, how important that uh, that Demo uh, Democratic administration uh, felt that uh, the national uh, the federal government was uh, had a huge uh, role to play in uh, protecting uh, and help building uh, putting back together. Uh, natural disasters uh, uh, such as uh, the one that occurred last week, uh, Hurricane Sandy. Yeah, so he had made that thing a cabinet level there. Here come uh, George Bush uh, pushed it all under. Now, 91 came along. I don't know what he would have did. Would have had 9-11 never happened there in 2001, but he did. He pushed all that stuff uh, took it off the ca as a cabinet uh, uh, a level uh, 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 agency, put it all on a homeland security, uh, uh, which uh, uh, went on to uh, get lost in the bureaucracy of that thing after 9-11. So here come uh, Katrina in 2005 or whatever. Uh, FEMA was almost uh, 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 inefficient uh, 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 bureaucracy at that time, lost in the shuffle. Uh, they thought so much of FEMA. Under the Republicans, the Republicans saw so much of FEMA, they took this character, George Brown, or Mr. Brown, I, I got his name, George Brown, we'll call him. I, this guy was a horse trainer. This guy was a, a, tra a, a darn horse trainer, trained horses to run around and dance or whatever. That's what they, they took that guy, some friend of uh, the Republicans there, and made him head of FEMA. Can you imagine that? They made uh, 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 this uh, uh, horse trainer <laughs> the head of FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency. They took this guy, didn't know nothing about uh, managing uh, for uh, natural disasters like uh, Katrina. He knew nothing about that. This guy had been training horses all his life. They made him, uh, put him up there, oh, it's just an hour away. We don't do much in that department, no way. He's going to be out of sight, out of mind. Here come Katrina. <laughs> three thousand, three, uh, 2,000 folks died, dead, right in the city of New Orleans. Uh, people drowning on top of their house. Come on, y'all. And, and here come uh, W, after the fact, talking about what a great job this guy is doing. Here comes the president of the United States who put the scoundrel. It's, no, it's not, it's not uh, uh, Brown's fault entirely. It's not his fault. It's whoever hired him, which was the president, George Bush at that time. He come along talking about what a great job this guy is doing. In responding to Hurricane Katrina. Of course, by the time the... <laughs> By the time the uh, smoke cleared, uh, Mr. Brown was out of a job. No doubt, we got to fire somebody. Somebody, too many people did. Too much, too much junk. Uh, too much, too many things went wrong in uh, 
and the federal government responded to that disaster. So, uh, uh, yeah, he went from being uh, doing a great job in the minds of the president about uh, 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 <laughs> two or three weeks later to looking for a job. They fired him. Uh, yeah, it wasn't his fault. He, yeah, he just took the job. So, y'all, yeah, tell me all this. I had to do all this when you gave me this job. You told me this is just going to be a babysitting. Uh, <laughs> this is just going to be something I need to babysit for four years. Here now, uh <laughs> You want to blame all this stuff on me. Don't blame it on me. You know, I didn't know anything about no uh, emergency management when you hired me. I was over here training horses. I was trying to get that horse to run around that uh, rain, kneel down and stuff like that. That was my job. I'm good at that. I don't know too much about, uh, I don't know too much about coordinating no kind of uh, uh, rescue uh, effort and uh <laughs> Uh, in the event of uh, something like a hurricane, uh, you, I, you don't see that nowhere on my resume. So yeah, so we we uh, the president brought FEMA back to the forefront when he took over, and yeah, we've been uh, 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 now. You know, I don't, I don't care how ready uh, we get, we're never, we're never going going to be able to uh, protect. Uh, fully against uh, 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 an act of God, <laughs> we man, man can't do that, y'all. We ain't gonna ever be able to protect fully against uh, an act of God like uh, Hurricane Sandy, like Hurricane Katrina. What we can do is be prepared to uh, uh, respond to it in a much more uh, 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 in a much more uh, coordinated uh, a way uh, to minimize the uh, uh, effect uh, of it, the after effects, for sure, to uh, respond to uh, the uh, uh, gravity of uh, of the situation. And we did a, a much, much better job this time being ready. The federal government, like I said, we can't prevent it. There's no way you can prevent uh, an act of God. But it said a whole lot about uh, how the president, this president, uh, and his team uh, was in a position to respond uh, quickly and orderly to uh, the needs of uh, those that were was affected. And uh, I have no doubt in my mind that that did curtail, curtail the loss of life uh, in this country by that... Uh, by, by the president's effort and his team. Uh, we, uh, I think, the last death, death count here is over 100, 110, something like that. It might go up. It probably go up because they really, a week later, they really still just dig it off Monday, uh, that uh, that tremendous storm. So so we expect uh, the death toll probably will rise some more, but it's going to fall far, far, far short of uh, the catastrophe uh, that was uh, Katrina uh, when it comes to uh, a loss of life, which uh, that's the most important thing. When it comes to loss of life, now that's the most important thing. Now, economically, oh, no, this thing took a heck of an economic toll. Remember, this thing hit New York City itself, uh, the major financial capital of the country, of uh, the world. Yeah, this thing hit New York City itself. So anytime you have any kind of natural disaster uh, that uh, uh, cripples uh, the city of New York, 
it's going to take a huge economic toll. And uh, sure enough, that's what this thing done. They they got the estimate up to fifty billion already. It's going to climb from that. It's up to fifty billion dollars already, y'all, and it's going to climb from that point. But uh, uh, one thing, it as horrible as horrible as Hurricane Sandy was. The positive thing that it did do was shed light and presented a contrast between two competing ideologies that uh, uh, that is vying uh, uh, for uh, support from the people. Two different uh, opposite uh, ideologies that are uh, seeking to uh, control the direction of the country here for the next I don't know how many years. <coughs> and I think Hurricane Sandy provided that uh, uh, stark difference in just the way that uh, this administration, this president, the Democrats, foresee the role of the federal government. The president talking about uh, talk about an all-inclusive uh, 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 nation, one where. Uh, we're all in this thing together. Now, he was talking about we've all been into this thing together as a united community before uh, Hurricane Sandy. He was preaching this his whole four years. Uh, this president has been preaching uh, we're much better off when we're all out here fighting together for a common purpose. Uh, Mitt Romney and Paul Ryan think just the opposite. They said, no, 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 no. We're not all in this together. It's every man, woman, and child for themselves. That's what makes this country great. When everybody is out there for themselves, got the freedom to do everything they want for themselves and do everything on their own. Individualism uh, is uh, everything uh, that the federal government does need to be moved back to the states, including Medicaid, Medicare, Social Security, uh, education, uh, FEMA, all of those things, <coughs> all of those things, if the Republicans have their uh, way about it, will be moved back to the states, y'all. <coughs> they believe that the states uh, should be in charge of that. <coughs> of course, me. <coughs> me as an American of African descent are... Uh, is much more, more sinister uh, when it comes to uh, bestowing rights on the states, y'all. I'm much more, much more sinister uh, uh, toward that idea based on my own personal experience, based on my history here in the country when states did have uh, uh 
uh, more control over uh, uh, the social uh, 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 aspects of uh, uh, its citizens, the social uh, fabric of uh, its citizens there. Uh, uh, when uh, states did, uh, in fact, uh, uh, had the separate but equal laws in place. Oh, y'all remember that? Oh, yeah, that was all states' rights. The separate equal laws. That was all states' rights, y'all. That was what uh, 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 held me back, my people back, here in this country. States' rights. So, you, yeah, states' rights, separate equal. That was uh, the... Uh, that was the uh, 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 mechanism by which uh, the South, the state of Georgia, uh, held me back economically. Uh, and uh, up until uh, 1954, I, who was born here in 1945 in the state of Georgia, didn't have 14th Amendment rights protection. Oh, no. That, that's, that's my argument for reparations. Today, me myself, <coughs> just by the fact that they uh, discriminated against me, took away my 14th Amendment rights for no other reason than uh, I was an American of African descent, and never uh, reparated me properly. When uh, Brown overturned uh, Plessy, they didn't. Yeah, I couldn't go to the school. I was born in Henry County, Georgia, here in 1951. I passed right by a brand new white school to get to a dilapidated black school in McDonald, the county seat. Now, that held me back. It held me back. It hit my, my family. Oh, yeah, my family was dirt poor at the time. They couldn't argue about it. They ain't had nothing to say about it. Uh, they couldn't even get in uh, the front door of the governor's mansion to, uh, <laughs> to talk to him about it. <laughs> they couldn't even talk to the governor about it. And nobody else. They couldn't even hardly vote. Uh, so, yeah. States' rights. Uh-uh. There are some things states can do. You know, they, they do a lot of things uh, well, uh, not uh, in terms of uh, uh, looking out for uh, and making sure that uh, its citizens have uh, equal rights. That's one of the things states are lousy at. The state governments are lousy at protecting my rights, especially when it comes to my rights under the 14th Amendment. That's a fact of history. This is not something that I'm, I just made up. I was born into a state <clears throat> that had state rights and they didn't protect the rights of me as uh, uh, its citizen. State of Georgia did not protect my 14th Amendment rights, y'all. No. So anytime, anytime I hear somebody talking about we're going to send all this back to the states and it's better for the states, that's a bunch of malarkey, y'all. It's a bunch of malarkey. <clears throat> yeah. There are certain things the state do well at a local level. Uh, but it's not protecting uh, one's uh, 14th Amendment rights. That's one thing the states do not do uh, adequately, and uh, uh, so uh, that's 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 uh, one of the things you got uh, going in this election, y'all. How much do you want uh, the federal government to relinquish back to the state? Certainly, <laughs> certainly, <laughs> you don't want them. Uh, uh, <coughs> uh, presiding over uh, 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 people's uh, uh, 14th Amendment rights. That's not a job for the states. It's not a job for the states. We already know that. We fought a war over that when states had rights. 
when states had that right. Uh, that got us into a big civil war, yeah? When states had the right to do what they want to with their citizens. Yeah. Yeah. We're not, hey, we, that was a, a civil war fought. 500,000 people died <coughs> because states wanted the right to uh, do what they will uh, with their uh, with their citizens. Yes, uh, we, we've been through that. We, <laughs> we... <laughs> There's a lot of a lot of things the state just can't do, y'all, and we we can't uh, dare uh, allow them to do it. That includes protecting the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment, along with the uh, 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 the uh, uh, women's suffrage. How many was it? 18th Amendment, whatever. Yeah, the 18th Amendment. Oh yeah, we, lady, <laughs> you don't want to uh, give up your rights. They start talking about overturning uh, <coughs> Roe v. Wade. <coughs> They start talking about overturning Roe v. Wade. You're taking a step back, ladies. You're taking a step back. Uh, be careful uh, before you embark uh, on that slippery slope. Uh, uh, you better start paying attention to what these folks are talking about. Cause they they uh, they don't mean you no good, from what I can see. Hey y'all! Welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum. We got a special edition of Election Night uh, Eve here, out on the Hushmo Black Forum. We're just uh, getting out here to keep this thing in front of the, uh, uh, keep it in the public persona, if you will, this night before election. How y'all doing out there? Oh, it's a beautiful day here in the ATL on a Monday. They're talking about it's going to rain tomorrow, y'all. We don't know. They said something about it's going to rain out there. Uh, and uh, history uh, suggests that uh, black people don't get out and vote in the rain. That's one of those urban legends, y'all. I've stood in the land uh, many a times on the rainy days and uh, exercised my uh, right to vote. Rain is not going to stop us from voting tomorrow, I assure you. Uh, and, and I don't think it ever has. I, I think that's more of a one of those urban legends that has uh, been floating around here. But we do. We get out and vote. And we desperately got to get out and vote uh, this election, y'all. Hey, y'all. Welcome uh, again to the Hushmo Black Forum, where our motto is to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer. And out of necessity, sometimes we'll do it louder. We're hopefully... Uh, we're not going to have to get into that, uh, and uh, we'll be able to keep this thing down to an even keel here, but uh, the politics uh, of today has you know, gotten crazy. Good old-fashioned American uh, racism has reared its ugly head, and uh, <laughs> oh yeah, has reared its ugly head and became a part of uh, the presidential race here. That well, it didn't just just become a part of it. It became a part of it uh, from the day this president was sworn in four years ago, y'all. Yeah, race got into that thing uh, that very uh, moment. Uh, and from then on, it, uh, it uh, increasingly uh, 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 uh was a, a more uh, a vocal against the president there uh, from the day he took office. Uh, uh, 
the senior member of the U.S. Uh, Senate on the Republican side, Mitch McConnell. He stood in front of a TV in front of God and everybody said his only job, his main job for the next four years was making sure that this president is a one-term president. Now, here is a, a leader of the Republican Party and on national TV, uh, television telling the American people, which is a, 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 a real tragedy, a real tragedy with the uh, uh, citizens of Kentucky, how they could send this scoundrel up there uh, to Washington, Mitch McConnell. The minority leader in the Senate stood up on TV some two weeks after the president took office and said his main job was for the next four years uh, to make sure that this president was a one-term president. Now, I don't know. <clears throat> I'm as, uh, as much a patriot as any other American citizen here. I went to war, fought uh, for this country, you know, more than the average. I know more than Mitt Romney and his kids or his family. So I, I'm, I'm, I consider myself a real patriot. I'm a disabled veteran, uh, you know. So I, for the life of me, don't see how anybody would stand for this politician standing up uh, pronouncing to me and the rest of the citizens of this country that, in fact, he's not going to do anything to help uh, uh, govern the country and to help set this country on a, a more better footing. And remember now, this this is at a time when we're losing 800,000 jobs a month, Detroit collapsed, the financials uh, uh, street up there on Wall Street is collapsing. This is at that time, four years ago, when Mitt McConnell, Mitch McConnell stood up and told the American people that his number one job was to make sure that this president was a one-term president above everything else. That was his number one job. And we can look at exactly what the Republicans done over the last four years. They did exactly that nothing. They didn't do not one thing to help this president move the country forward. Not one thing. They blocked at every opportunity they had, they blocked it. They put bill, president brought bills to those uh, to the uh, uh, to the Congress that they had supported. They turned around and turned against some of their own legislature. Because he, uh, uh, the president was for it. Only because that guy was black, y'all. It's just a shame that that's the way it is, but that's the way it was. And history got it out there. Hey, it ain't nothing I made up, y'all. You go back and look at it. Here's a, a leader of the a Republican Party. From the day that this uh, 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 president took uh, office, uh, he pronounced to the country that his only job, this is a leader, this is one of the leaders of uh, uh, the country, y'all, uh, Mitch McConnell. This is a powerful uh, figure uh, in our government who uh, made it a point, uh, uh, made it his uh, uh, entire uh, uh, undertaking for the last four years to make sure that he did nothing to uh, help the president uh, uh, help uh, the country. Can you imagine that? 
and, and people are here now. Now this thing should be no closed race, y'all. This should be no closed race. This should even be a race. This president should be up twenty, twenty-five points in any right now. Hey, uh, with a do-nothing uh, 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 Republicans uh, in Congress, this president should be up uh, by uh, fifteen or twenty points, y'all. Um, hopefully, the citizens will wake up. Hey, y'all, we got a, a call-in number, 310-742-1899. His special edition of the Hushmo Black Forum here on Election Eve. We're just out here uh, trying to uh, stir up some excitement for tomorrow. Uh, we're going to take a quick uh, break here. Look like we got somebody on hold here. Look like somebody's in the a room there. We're going to go out and try to holler at them. We're going to take a quick break, y'all. Y'all hang in there. We'll be right back. We'll see what the guy uh, from 269 want. We're going to take a quick uh, break here, y'all. We'll be right back. You got me to Hushmo. Hang in there. Advocating on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. Hey, how you doing, my friend? What's going on, brother? Hey, not a whole lot. How are you this evening? Oh, pretty good. What's on your mind? Welcome to uh, the Hushmo Black Forum. Yeah, I'll just check you out, man. Just uh, agreeing with you on a couple of points, man. I don't see how this uh, race is so close, man. I I got a couple of ideas, but it shouldn't. Be, it really shouldn't be. This race shouldn't be close, no. brother. No, man. No, this, uh, the president should be up by 15, 20 points. He chose Yeah. I think, where, where are you calling us from? Yeah, we're calling out of Michigan. Michigan, okay. Well, you guys, uh, we come to you from uh, Atlanta down here, Atlanta, Georgia. Hopefully you guys are going to uh, give the president a win up there. This state is made up of uh, nothing but uh, Democrats down here. So it's a little harder for us to get the president a win here in Georgia, although I believe it's going to be a lot closer uh, than people think the state of Georgia is, than uh, people yeah. think it is. But, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's just crazy what's going on here. I, I, I kind of feel good about uh, the president's chances, boy, but uh, I wrote a book, uh, White Racism, Black Hate, and American Reality is my second book. It's going to be coming out here pretty soon. Uh, we oh, talk, okay. We talk white about, Racism. Yeah, White Racism, Black Hate, and American Reality is the title of it. If you go to hushmoblack.com, that's my uh, website, and you'll see it. You can follow it there when it's released. It should be coming out in another couple of weeks there. I just getting ready for, to go to the publisher. But, but it deals with what it, what it deals with. It chronicles my family's history here in Georgia. The, uh, uh, my family go back here in Georgia some 230 years. I mean, go back before Georgia was a state. Oh, uh, man. So we, you have to track that. Yeah, we, we follow that. Uh, just so happens that uh, yeah, my folks were slaves here in Georgia. So we, we, we was here. My great-great-grandfather uh, was born here in uh, like 1820, and his mother was born here like 1784. But then... Uh, 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 Racism and uh, hate. We tell a, a story chronicling my family's history, and uh, just so happened, racism and hate uh, happen to be a part of uh, that journey. So it's nothing that we just uh, maliciously in, uh, uh, inject into the story. It's just part of uh, of the story. So I, that's a good read. But but uh, getting to uh, uh, researching the thing, we we uh, uh, found uh, we uh, put a number on. Uh, of uh, the racism, where racism even came from, but we put a number on it that uh, today there's some 20 million uh, people 
Americans of European descent, by the way, for the most part, who are racist, and that's that's uh, the headwind that the president is facing. I mean, that's a big number, about 40, 50 million people who uh, rail against him for no other reason than his color. That's what now, how much y'all thinking that is? How many? 20%. That's 20% of the... Uh, 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 that's of the Europeans? Yeah, of European descent. That's, that's, about, 40, yeah. that's about 40 million people, if, if you're talking about it's 210 million white folks in the country. So it's right. Like, I mean, it's just a fact that we uh, uh, we trace it all the way back, racism all the way back to 1452, when the when a Catholic pope over there, Nicholas Fab, uh, issued what he uh, called a dom diversa. That that was the first uh, moral edict that went out back then to uh, the Portuguese and the Spanish, uh, allowing them to uh, enslave the West Africans. That thing ushered in that West African slave trade back in the 1400s. This is before Columbus sale. So you, you see where it comes from right there. Well, you know, even if you, like with the, you said, with the 20% that's just flat-out racist, yeah. I mean, even beyond that, you know, some whites who may not necessarily hate black but still don't want to see no black in there. Right. Well, said <laughs> so you got probably another, yeah. uh, you know, 4, 5, 6%. Yeah, see, looking at it from that perspective. Yeah, it's the craziest thing. So, so if I say uh, ten twenty percent of them are racist, so you got a, a family of ten white people over here. Mm-hmm. Eight of those people are good people. Eight, right. Eight of them are good people. It's just those other. But 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 you see what I'm saying? Those other yeah. two. And, and the eight that are good. If I got eight white brothers and sisters, or ten black, uh, ten white sisters and brothers, two of them might be a uh, uh, racist, and the eight that right. are not. They're going to acquiesce a lot. They might not be uh, uh, to what they race is right, but they still going to write. Right. They still they going to acquiesce to their race, though. Yeah. Oh, John over here is a racist, but that's just him. I'm going to let him go. That's my brother. You see what I'm saying? But you, you, know, you know what it is. If you um, get, you, you really would never get white to say that they're racist. Oh, absolutely. You know, ain't nobody going to never raise their hand and say racist, but you, when you look at all the statistics and the, who got all the resources and who in the resources in, but the first is say, oh, no, uh-uh, we don't believe in that. We don't. We, we believe in judging a man by his character. Hey, I know that's right. Hey, listen, I'm right up against the break right here. I got to get back on the air, man. I appreciate okay. you calling in. And, uh, okay, bro. Uh, tell somebody else about our show here, the Hushbow Black Boy. Okay, we'll do. I appreciate All right. I okay, appreciate later. you. Later on. here from Michigan that we were talking to offline they're trying to just uh get some uh trying to get some feedback from the uh from the from the uh from the community because that's what we do out here on the Hushbone Black Forum y'all we advocate on behalf of uh, uh Americans of African descent advocating for social justice not because we don't love everybody we love everybody. We want to let you know that we find ourselves advocating for Americans of African descent because uh, we're part of that community. So, by extension, we out here uh, we find ourselves advocating on their behalf. Uh, uh, Lord knows, we we need all the uh, advocacy we can get. Uh, so, so what we do out here, we try to provide a platform for uh, uh, those uh, voiceless uh, ones in our community that you never hear uh, from, but uh, definitely do have something to say. We like to uh, 
think that we're a platform for uh, them to get out and uh, event, uh, if you will. Yeah, so we're out here. We we normally come out here from 7 to 9 on Saturdays uh, uh, on Blog Talk. We're on Blog Talk, y'all. Blog Talk Radio, a great, great medium uh, for y'all. If you got something to say, I urge everybody to check it out who, who want to get out and uh, voice their opinion and uh, hook up with uh, uh, a wide, diverse audience out here on uh, in uh, cyberspace. Down on that Facebook, Twitter, and all that stuff, we hook up uh, to all the uh, hook up to all of those uh, outlets. It's just a great, great uh, medium. Blog Talk Radio, y'all. That's where we come to. You find us. Follow us on uh, Facebook. Go to hushmoblack dot com. H U S H M O B L A C K dot com. It's our website. From there, you can get to our, uh, our Facebook page. Yeah, follow us and like us there on our Facebook page also. But uh, do follow us uh, on, on uh, Blog Talk. We out here every Saturday. Uh, we out here tonight. It's a special edition. We wanted to come back out right before the election to kind of get the pulse of uh, my friends out in cyberspace. Y'all hit me up on Facebook there. Let me know that you out there. Like the show. Pass it on. Hey, we're just trying to get everybody to the polls, y'all. That's what we we urge everybody to get out there. It's critical, this election is. We don't need nobody to uh, set it out. We, we can't afford to have nobody that's eligible to vote, registered to vote, ready to vote, not vote. We can't afford it this time. It's too critical. Y'all need a ride? Go to HushmoBlack.com and leave a message to Hushmo. We... <laughs> If you're uh, uh, within uh, 25 miles of the uh, ATL, we'll come pick you up. We'll get you a ride to the polls, y'all. If y'all need a ride, we'll get you there. Go out there and leave us a message on com. But everybody, don't be deterred, dis- uh, deterred. Uh, from voting tomorrow. Don't let nobody tell you you can't vote. Uh, 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 this is uh, wrong or that is wrong. Go to the polls and vote the man uh, that uh, if you have any shenanigans. I, you know, I haven't seen anything around here, but people have been leaving here going to Florida and North Carolina to monitor the polls tomorrow. I suppose I've, I've already vote, voted, y'all. I, I voted last week here in Georgia. Yeah, I voted last week to get that thing out the way. But I will be making my way down to my local polling precinct tomorrow, just uh, uh, for 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 a while. I won't be there long. I, I, I'm just going down there to uh, see how things are going, to see if there's any kind of uh, conflict or anything like that. And uh, we are going to go down there for that. I urge everybody who. Uh, you know, got got some time tomorrow. Who have voted? Uh, go to, go down to the uh, to the uh, polling stations there to observe uh, uh, what's going on. Uh, yeah, uh, go help your neighbor. If your neighbor uh, is trying to get down there to vote, uh, need need some kind of assistance, uh, go help them. Go cur- uh, call them. And, you know, call everybody. To, uh, encouraging them to get out to. Uh, to vote. This thing is so critical, y'all. This race shouldn't be closed. 
this should not be a close race. This thing should be uh, uh, the president should witness thing in a landslide, y'all. President, should, hey, there's no reason to change horses in the middle of the stream, y'all. Not when the, uh, 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 this guy's got this thing uh, leveled off. Not from where uh, the country was when he took office. Uh, yeah, uh, Mitt Romney running around talking about he's going to create 12 million jobs and this. And that. Yeah, you ain't got no problem. Hey, hey the the uh, uh, the most of the leading economists uh, uh, forecast a uh, uh, 12 million job uh, uh, increase over the next four years on the path that we're on. Hey, the leading economists out there already project 12 million jobs being created on the path that we're on. We don't have to do anything. We don't, the country don't have to do anything but let, but let a new administration get in there. Like Paul Ryan and Mitt Romney, and they start uh, uh, instituting their uh, uh, so-called uh, uh, policies to do this and that and see where, to, see where it takes the country. <laughs> uh, no, so you got to start all over again because they, they you know, changed 40,000 jobs up there in D.C. That's the first thing that happened when a new administration come in. About 40,000 jobs changed hands uh, with the uh, switching of administration. That's a huge disruption. That's where, that's, yeah, that's a huge disruption. And it take uh, those folks uh, uh, two years to uh, just get selling their uh, new job. And they don't get anything done. It's hard for the president to move anything. This president by um, uh, just a unbelievable uh, uh, amount of hard work uh, got an unbelievable uh, uh, amount of things done including uh, uh, heading off that financial collapse on Wall Street, including uh, bailing uh, Detroit out, uh, including uh, stopping the hemorrhaging of uh, some 800,000 jobs a month, including uh, enacting a health uh, care uh, bill. Hey, this guy got an amazing amount of uh, things accomplished. Uh, to the point where now the next president, when they had the next president is sworn in on January twentieth, twenty thirteen, that guy is going to what he inherits uh, uh, is going to be like night and day from what uh, 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 Barack Obama inherited uh, back in two thousand nine, y'all. It's going to be like night and day. Uh, uh, what? Uh, uh, yeah. Hey, y'all don't know. And I, 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 I don't know the country. The, the country is uh, in such a uh, precarious uh, situation here, uh, precarious time. Uh, you know, we, 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 we make fun of, uh, well, not make fun of, but we've been having fun with uh, uh, for about the last uh, a year. Well, all this year we've been following, uh, we've been following the presidential race for about this, this past January. We got uh, dialed into it real good. But one of the things that uh, we were making note of is this 12, uh, 21, 12. The date the Mayan calendar ends. And we don't know what's going to happen there, yeah. <laughs> But we we've been uh, uh, kind of uh, um, tracking that thing, and uh, uh, 
sure enough, every time some natural disaster come along, uh, we swear up and down that it might be uh, the end uh, of this place that we know of as the world. Uh, the man upstairs may have uh, uh, brought it crumbling down. Now, folks, uh, there's a lot of, uh, there's a big debate on whether or not or just uh, what uh, is it is that uh, is going to happen on 1221. That's the date that the Mayan uh, calendar run out. A lot of folks think it might be a catastrophe, bring down uh, the, uh, the world. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think there's uh, there's reason to be concerned about uh, why that uh, Mayan calendar uh, ended uh, so abruptly. I, I mean, I have questions about it. And, you know, it wouldn't be beyond my uh, thinking uh, to. Uh, uh, Suggest that it might be some kind of natural calamity uh, that take place uh, that day around that time. I, you know, I, I, I can't foresee that uh, uh, that would be uh, that uh, that the event would uh, uh, cause the end of uh, the world as we know it. Although I, I can readily see that uh, there may be some kind of natural calamity around that time. Uh, such as uh, Hurricane Sandy. Suppose it was five times uh, more uh, more uh, violent than Hurricane Sandy. Imagine that now. Imagine that now. Could could uh, could a natural disaster uh, get to, could a hurricane get to that size? Could any natural disaster get to be five, six, ten times greater than? Uh, uh, Sandy uh, that hit uh, this country. Imagine what that would do. Oh yeah, I, I, no doubt it could happen. Oh, there's not a doubt in my mind that it could happen. Whether it will, you know, something else, but it could happen. And, and I believe something like that may may occur around that time because you know that was. I calendar ended there for a reason. I believe. I don't. I don't know what it was. But there's a, it's coming up. We're going to know here in about a month or so. We're going to know a lot of things in another day or so <laughs> about uh, uh, the way, but uh, 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 about uh, the direction of the country. We're going to know that because I, I really, I still believe that this country's uh, moral compass is uh, somewhat skewed. Uh, <laughs> uh, the moral compass of the uh, uh, country is out of balance. In my mind, and uh, you know, I was trying to trying to tell people about uh, a story. This is my past show was dealing with Abraham Lincoln and uh, dealing with Abraham Lincoln and Booker T. Uh, uh, well, not Booker T. But Frederick Douglass. We were dealing with those two characters because I, I bring out those two characters in my new book, uh, White Racism, Black Hate. We're talking about. Uh, a speech that uh, Frederick Douglass gave on uh, the 4th of July in 1852, a speech in which he uh, compared the journey and the predicament of uh, the black slaves at the time with the Israelites in their Old Testament who had been sold into slavery in uh, Babylon. Y'all remember the story? Go back to the Old Testament and look it up. But Yes, there. Uh, 
he compared the journey of uh, my people here in this country, this state, to uh, that time when in the, uh, uh, the morality of uh, 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 the Babylonians had got so uh, out of whack that, uh, yeah, the man upstairs destroyed the whole place, uh, destroyed that whole thing. But, yeah, those uh, slaves there was praying uh, praying to God for their salvation, much like uh, in my study shows that uh, my family <laughs> was also praying to God for their salvation here in this country prior to that civil war, y'all. Oh, yeah, my family was Christians here in Georgia prior to the civil war. We was all going to a white church down there in Troop County. It's converted to Christianity right down there in Troop County. Praying to God for their salvation. Here come the civil war. 500,000 people are killed. But they are emancipated. Those five uh, million slaves are praying. Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> one of the main uh, one of the main characters of uh, that war, that time, him and uh, Davis, uh, Jefferson Davis, Robert E. Lee. After that war was over, those guys were uh, in a state of shock. They were in a state of shock over what had just transpired. None of them could believe that. They had went to war against each other. These two white factions that went to war against each other killed a damn near half a million of them over some black uh, slaves down there in the South. They were perplexed in 1865. Lincoln was, and he said so in his second inaugural address. He made it obviously clear in his second inaugural address that they didn't, they had, man had lost control over what had just happened. And that, in fact, uh, in fact, that the both sides, the North and the South, oh, he's talking about white people now, y'all. He ain't talking about them black. The North and the South, he and Robert E. Lee was praying to the same God and asking God Almighty to help them conquer that other enemy over there on the other side shooting at them. Robert E. Lee doing the same thing, praying to God, help me kill off old Abe and that group of people over there uh, fighting against me. Both of them praying to the same God. Two sets of Christians praying to the same God. Here's what Lincoln said. Although both of us are praying to the same God and each invoked him to help, neither one of our prayers was fully answered. <laughs> After 500,000 people had been killed, neither one of our prayers were answered. But see, Lincoln uh, neglected to uh, realize that there was three parties praying to God. The North and him, the South and Jefferson and Lee, 
being two of those uh, uh, components, the third component who was praying to God, that third group was those five million African slaves, y'all. Part of those people, my people, my great-great-granddaddy, he was there praying. Dan Cameron, my great-great-granddaddy did. Dan Cameron down there in Troop County was praying to God for his salvation leading up to that Civil War, y'all. Yeah, while God did not answer <laughs> Robbie Lee <laughs> or Abraham Lincoln's uh, prayers uh, uh, to their satisfaction, guess what? <laughs> he heard and answered my great-great-grandfather. Oh, yeah, he emancipated them long before the war was over. 1863, there was a massacre. They still killing each other. Lincoln said, wow, this thing that came to an end, we are still killing each other. We don't know why, what happened. Uh, it had to be uh, an act of God. God ready to do away with that uh, slavery system that we have in place. That's what Lincoln said. That is what Abraham Lincoln said in the second inaugural address. Isn't that what I said? And they run around here today, historians run around here with this fake, uh, 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 some kind of junk, uh, uh, Bill O'Reilly and all those crazy characters writing about Lincoln and all this crazy Newt Gingrich. None of them missing the fact that what brought that system of slavery down was uh, uh, the man upstairs responding to the prayers of some 5,000 million slaves here in this country praying to him uh, for their salvation. None of me missing that. They don't even, they think of all kinds of crazy uh, reasons why man did this and man started this and uh, the war came about because of this and slavery had nothing to do with it because of this reason. Hey, it's preposterous, y'all. It's preposterous. Read my book. The Water Boy, The Life and Trials of Jimmy C. Cameron is my first book, and that uh, 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 starts you down the path uh, to seeing exactly what happened. But uh, my second book, White Racism, Black Hate, and American Reality, we really expound on uh, exactly uh, what it was that transpired during that time. We, we kind of lifted that section out of my book from 1852, uh, that uh, speech by uh, Frederick Douglass. Uh, and then uh, uh, the, the second inaugural address of Abraham Lincoln uh, in 1865, which uh, uh, he validated the prophecies of uh, the earlier speech by Frederick Douglass uh, by uh, 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 admitting that uh, he had lost control. Man, man had lost control of that war. They never would have went to war. They, neither one of them wanted to go to war. Neither one of those uh, assassins wanted to go to war to be shedding any blood over any black people down there in the South. Neither one of them wanted to do that. Uh, uh, they tried everything they could not to do it. Uh, but, uh, as Lincoln said, uh, the war came anyway. <laughs> the war came anyway. Now, everybody on both sides wanted to abort the war, wanted to abort uh, 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 the bloodshed. But the war came any way. 500,000 people were killed any way, even though nobody wanted uh, that war. So if man didn't want it, who, <laughs> who, who else uh, would uh, cause 500,000 people to uh, uh, die? Hey, the man upstairs, y'all. That's just a fact. Uh, uh, responded to the prayers of uh, his people. Uh, <laughs> hey, 
It's heavy. It's heavy, y'all. But uh, it's a fact. Lincoln. Lincoln validated. Lincoln said, oh, no, this thing that got out of this thing got way beyond me. No way. Uh, uh, Jefferson uh, uh, Davis or Robert E. Lee uh, and Abraham Lincoln would have got together and went to war, killed some 500,000 people to <laughs> especially win. Uh, Abraham Lincoln said that his all the, the only thing he wanted to do was to contain uh, uh, the institution where it was at, in the in the states where it was at. That's all he wanted to do. He didn't want to get go to war and uh, get rid of it. All he was interested in doing was keeping it uh, uh, where it was, uh, in the states that it was. He didn't want to spread it. He didn't want the states to uh, secede from the Union. They could have kept all the slaves they uh, wanted. Uh, they could have kept the South, could have kept every slave they had in place. Afforded the war and everything else. But the war came anyway. Neither one of them wanted the war, but the war came anyway. <laughs> hey, there's more at work there, y'all. Yeah, there's more at work there. The man upstairs is ready to get rid of that uh, immoral institution of slavery that uh, was in place here. Yeah. I mean, that, that was uh, one of the worst uh, inhumanities uh, to man that the uh, world's ever seen. Slavery here in this country, one of the worst inhumanities to man this world has ever seen. You, know? you can't uh, breed, sell, and uh, 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 breed people like that. You can't do it. <laughs> can't do it. Not and uh, expect uh, the man upstairs not to react. Especially, you, you don't call yourself converting them to Christians. Especially when you call yourself converting them to Christians, and still uh, don't want uh, want uh, to treat them as brothers. I mean, you you're going against uh, every uh, <laughs> you going against the thing that you say you are. <laughs> if you <laughs> and that's what you did, you converted all my people to Christians, and uh, still <laughs> uh, kept your foot on their throat. Hey, hey, now that's just a fact. Say that I made up this history, y'all. This history. And uh, uh, so yeah, we uh, we sat here today and just uh, looked because uh, we contended that uh, yeah, the man upstairs intervened, brought that uh, system down. He uh, oh, the man was mad. Oh, he was mad. Any any time some uh, five hundred thousand people die. <laughs> uh, the man upstairs mad about something. <laughs> oh, he was mad. Now, that thing went on. Lincoln said, that, well, yeah. Uh, that war went on even after uh, emancipation uh, 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 because uh, uh, Lincoln had came to the uh, uh, realization that, yeah, every drop of blood that was lost in the 200-some years of slavery here, <laughs> uh, the man was extracting uh, uh, uh through the bloodshed in that Civil War, y'all, drop for drop, uh, <laughs> drop for drop, uh, he was extracting the revenge there, y'all, for the uh, cruelty of, the inhumanity of uh, that system. So he brought it down. Oh, yeah, he still left man, still left man with uh, uh, a charge after that Civil War. 
he left this he left man with a, a still a charge to uh finish uh, 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 uh bringing my people into uh, my uh, body to my fold finish treating them uh getting them uh, uh into uh, my house as equals uh yeah you still got some work to do y'all just because i didn't kill 500,000 uh, people there i ain't finished yet the rest of the stuff is I'm gonna leave to you. I'm, I'm you still uh you still uh <laughs> you still uh, got some responsibilities here. You still you still under under the gun here. You got to uh, make this thing right uh, that you've been uh, doing. Now I, I didn't I didn't get I didn't extract some blood here. I didn't extract some blood with the Civil War here, y'all. But y'all still uh, uh you still got to uh, do the right thing here. In these uh, uh, coming years, so let's look. What did the country do? What did the, this country do after the Civil War? What did they do? Did they do the right thing morally under the man of state? Do you think they did the right thing morally? I, I don't know. Well, let's see what happened. They uh, uh, got the South back into uh, to the Union. Uh, added the 13th and 14th Amendment to the Constitution, because remember, that Constitution now, that Constitution put together under, according to the Founding Fathers, uh, of some kind of divine uh, act of God. This country was built, according to the forefathers, on some divine act of God. Okay. Hey now, if I, I'm gonna give you that premise. If I give you that premise, that's even uh, that let me know that uh, yeah, George Washington and those boys they they dealing with the British. Uh, it may have been uh, that uh, epiphany that George Washington experienced at Valley Forge. There, that may be the moment that he uh, uh, called on God Almighty. Because remember, the British up there at Valley Forge for the run over George George Washington. There's a little ragtag uh, unit there at Valley Forge. They would, all they had to do was go out there and wipe every. They could have went out there and wiped everything George Washington had. That war would have been over, y'all. Somehow, George ran into the man upstairs and asked him, "Oh God, help!" And uh, <laughs> they uh, defeated the British. So, if if that is to be believed, that uh, yeah, George Washington, the founders did call on God for his uh, intervention in that war. Now God don't God don't mind a bell, you know. God don't mind a bell at all. So uh, uh, yeah, he I, I I see it. Believable to me that George Washington called on God for help. It parallels what happened to me, uh, my story in the water board, the life and trials of Jimmy C. Cameron. I tell the story of me running to running into uh, the man upstairs uh, in my darkest hour while on a battlefield. Trapped uh, in that uh, valley of uh, the shadow of death, if you will, uh, uh, in Vietnam back in uh, the sixties, uh, I, you know, uh, I had uh, an encounter with the man upstairs. First words out of my mouth when I uh, was caught up uh, uh, with that uh, situation was, uh, "God help me." When I was trapped out there. Uh, in that valley of the shadow of death with no one else to turn to, uh, I turned to God. That was first When I got shot, first words out of my mouth was, God help me. And uh, sure enough, 
I found them out there on the battlefield. That's why I know. <laughs> I know it's not beyond the realm of uh, possibility that George Washington had the same uh, run-in that I did and received uh, the uh, same help that I did, that I asked for. George asked for uh, uh, the same help and received it. I truly believe that because I know that it's possible. It happened to me. It happened to me. So, yeah, when, when, when they say that, oh, yeah, this country is built on uh, some divine intervention, I believe it. I believe it. My problem now is with uh, a man. Oh, I know God did his thing. God uh, uh, heard the prayers of my ancestors, emancipated us. I have no doubt in my mind that uh, he did the same thing for George. When uh, George asked him to help get the British off his butt, I, I believe to this. I believe wholeheartedly that he did the same thing in this. Uh, the Constitution, all that stuff was uh, meant for uh, and uh, put together under the direction of the man upstairs. Uh, man, man is my problem. Man is, is where the problem lies. Because, yeah, after <laughs> after George got through with the man upstairs and they uh, got rid of the British, <laughs> they still let they still let their earthly, uh, 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 their earthly uh, man still allow for their earthly uh, reality to uh, uh, cloud, to cloud uh, uh, just what it, uh, uh, it was that. Uh, the man upstairs had uh, 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 provided for them and uh, had uh, 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 intended for them to put in place. And that was a, a, a pretty uh, sophisticated Republican document uh, that protected the rights of all of all of uh, the people that uh, lived under it. It was a great document, a great, great document. The uh, Declaration of Independence, all that stuff, all those founding documents that uh, uh, brought this country together. It's great, great documents, uh, no doubt. Uh, had we all been allowed access to it at that time, eighteen uh, or seventeen eighty-seven, when it was finally put together, had uh, the uh, 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 everybody had access to it equally, uh, oh. We'd all be loving each other today. We'd have one big, big happy family. We'd have, we'd have one big ha uh, happy family today. If only if they had to do the right thing back then. Man is too easily uh, uh, man succumbed to his uh, reality here. Uh, uh, too easy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Wouldn't it be the first thing they did? Uh, they left in place uh, 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 the uh, enslavement of the Africans back then. Yeah, they got hooked on uh, the enslavement of uh, those people uh, economically. 
uh, the, uh, they were tied to the economic system of uh, a large portion of the country back then. The agricultural uh, South, uh, uh, they were uh, the, uh, the backbone of the economic system. You had so many ways there. They were like the gold standard uh, of the South, the slaves were. So, uh, yeah, they, they, uh, they knew it was wrong, too. They knew that it was morally wrong to enslave uh, uh, and sell and breed uh, uh, people uh, back then. They knew it was morally wrong. Uh, yeah, they had discussions in the country and debates in the country a hundred years <laughs> before 1776, a whole hundred years before uh, then, they were talking about in these colonies. Uh, uh, debating uh, the moral uh, uh, aspect of uh, enslaving humans, selling, enslaving, and breeding humans, breeding humans, much like uh, they're farm animals. Uh, the Mennonites, the uh, uh, Dutch up in Pennsylvania, they were all against uh, uh, the enslavement of the Africans. They rail against it, preached against it, uh, the abolitionists, uh, even, wow, I guess uh, Ben Franklin. I, I guess Ben Franklin was an abolitionist to a certain extent. Cause I don't, yeah, he didn't, he didn't uh, go for uh, the slavery part of the thing. But, yeah, they, they, they knew. So, yeah, the, the founders, when constructing that constitution, they knew that uh, that was a problem. They, they knew, too, that uh, they couldn't get that thing done without the South uh, 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 being a part of it. And the South demanded that they keep uh, their uh, the labor force, the slave force, in place. Because without the slaves, uh, their economy would collapse. Without the slaves, their economy would collapse as they knew it, at least as they thought at the time. So... Uh, they they uh went on and proceeded with that institution. Now they 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 knew something was wrong because they never put the word slavery itself in the constitution. Never even mentioned it. The word slavery was nowhere in that constitution, y'all. Initially, it was nowhere in there. But yet the uh, uh, the document itself allowed and acquiesced. Uh, to the South uh, allowed them to keep the institution in place and it also allowed for them to keep importing uh, the Africans. As slaves. So they, they, they were trying to undermine what they knew was an uh, immoral act by concealing it from uh, the rest of the world because they they going to leave that out of there. We, we don't want nothing to do with that in no kind of legal document because we know that's wrong. Not taking into consideration that the man upstairs. You can't hide, you can't hide uh, the shenanigans and the bull from the man upstairs. Because remember now, uh, he realized that the heart is wicked. Uh, Beyond all else, there's a, a thing in the Bible there, y'all. Uh, I think it's uh, Jeremiah. Go look at Jeremiah uh, 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 17, 9, I believe it is. 
it says that the heart is wicked, uh, wicked beyond all uh, means there, but uh, who should know? The man upstairs. The man upstairs read what's in, in the man's heart. <laughs> oh, yeah, so you can't hide anything just because you leave it out. Your intent uh, can't be shielded uh, because you uh, uh, don't uh, uh, publicly uh, pr uh, uh, pronounce it in uh, some document. Uh, the intent of your heart uh, <laughs> is uh, well known by uh, the man upstairs. Hey y'all! I'm not a prophet, a preacher, nor a teacher. I don't. I don't want to get into uh, 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 preaching to y'all out here in cyberspace. I'm just uh, uh, telling you what I uh, know to be as uh, what from my experience, my own personal experience. That's all. I, you know, my story. My story. I uh, bear it out. Read my book, White Racism and Black Hate. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's a good read. It, uh Kind of shed light on uh, the travails of uh, America's African descent here in this country. Uh, uh, hey, uh, it's about, uh, wow, 25 minutes to nine already. How time flies when you're having fun out here, cyberspace friends. We just uh, rambling on here. I don't mean to be preaching to you all out here tonight. We really want to uh, want to get you to uh, the polls tomorrow, making sure you get out there and vote, exercise your uh, right to vote. People died for that right, fought and died for the right uh, for us all to uh, be able to vote. It's important. This election, more than uh, any I remember. Uh, any I remember in my lifetime, and I've been following politics in the country since, hey, 1948. Hey, one more day, y'all. Uh, this is it, uh, election eve here. Uh, there's a clear choice between uh, the candidates. There's an uh, ideological uh, choice. Uh, that's uh, what's on the table. Yes, two ideologies at work here, y'all. One want to take the country one way, the other want to take the country another way. I suggest uh, one want to take the country back. Anytime you start going back, uh, you're on a slippery slope. Anytime you start talking about you want to take somebody's rights away, you, you, you're going backwards, y'all. Anytime you're talking about overturning or repealing this or that, you're talking about taking away somebody's rights and turning back the hands of time in this country. Y'all, we can't allow that to happen. We can't, ladies. You can't uh, uh, fall for the okie doke. Anytime somebody tell you that they want to uh, uh, take away your right to exercise uh, the authority over your body, uh, something is wrong. <laughs> take another look at it. You uh, should always want to maintain control over your body. You and the man upstairs. You, you, the only somebody you need to deal with, with whether or not you have an abortion or whatever, it should be between you and the man upstairs. Nobody else. You and your God. Not you and the government. 
you and your God. Not you, your government, and your God. You and your God is the only one that should be uh, involved in that decision, not man. Not some man who ain't never had nothing uh, like a baby uh, uh, dictating to you uh, what you should do uh, with your own uh, reproductive uh, system. Uh, don't don't fall for the okie doke. So y'all got the Hushmo Black uh, Forum here doing a special on uh, this election eve, y'all. We had to get back out here just to uh, just to uh, kind of feel uh, the vibes coming from the people tonight. I feel good. I think the people are motivated to get out and vote. I think they see the danger of uh, Mitt Romney and uh, Paul Ryan. I don't, I don't know what kind of person Mitt Romney is personally. I, probably not a bad person. I know the ideology of uh, his party, the people that's running that party right now. All you got to do is look at uh, 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 Paul, uh, 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 Paul Ryan. Todd Aiken, the Burdock Phillip, and in there. Just look at uh, some of those uh, Republicans coming in the Congress. There. Look at their ideology. Look at the bill. Look at the budget that Paul Ryan has already passed. Break that thing down and see if that's beneficial to you. Go pull Paul Ryan's budget down and break it down, dissect it, and see if that thing is good for you. Yeah, I think you'll find that. I think you'll find it not to be. So, uh, yeah, just look at uh, uh, the ideology of that vice presidential candidate. Now, this guy's got a 14-year record there in the Congress, y'all. He, yeah, he's been there a long time, been there a damn near half his life. So, yeah, it's a clear uh, choice. That's why these it's, uh it's a clear, clear charge, y'all. Hey, y'all. Uh, we got a call in, 310-742-1899. We're going to take a quick pause for the calls here. Uh, we'll be back with y'all in about a hot few here, y'all. Y'all hang in there. We'll be right back. Advocating on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays. 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
Cyberspace friends out there, just to uh, pick up on the vibes that uh, that's going around out uh, in the country this election night eve. Seems like we're going to have a pretty good uh, turnout, from what I could uh, from what I can tell. I mean, they're talking about the uh, Democrats are not uh, energized, and the pres- president's base is not energized. We out here to make sure. <laughs> We out here to do our little two cents uh, 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 toward uh, energizing uh, the base, if you will. Uh, I, for the life of me, I can't. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't see why uh, the base is not energized. If they had any idea at all what uh, uh, Mitt Romney and Paul Ryan had in mind, <laughs> they they would have started voting last month. They would have voted already, <laughs> like I did. <laughs> I mean, it was scary enough for me to uh, go vote early. I don't vote early, not no, but I did this time. I did this time because it's uh, <laughs> uh, it's important. This is a core election here, y'all. We can't allow uh, uh, racism to uh, rule the day. We can't allow racism to rule the day, and. Uh, from what I can see, uh, uh, this race uh, wouldn't be closed were it not for uh, good old American uh, racism. Yeah, I, I gotta call it like it is. It's you know, oh yeah, uh, my book, white racism, black hate. 
points out through, not, you know, uh, some haphazard uh, 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 stuff that I, I, I came up with. Uh, not. It took me five years to research uh, my material. I mean, and I lived another 67 years of it. So I'm pretty, uh, I'm an authority on the subject matter of racism, racism and hate. I am. I'm an authority on the, on the subject matter, y'all. Oh, yeah. I was born here in Georgia in 1945 in the middle of a cotton field, y'all. <laughs> hey, I, I know all about racism and hate. Just from my own uh, my own lifeline, uh, lifelong uh, observation of it. Just from my own lifelong observation of it, I uh, uh, know uh, all. Uh, uh, I'm an expert on it. I'm an expert on it. I I, I uh, go read my book. It's a it's it's uh, a great great read. We out here tonight to uh, try to lend our uh, support to uh, the president. Uh, we think that uh, he deserves our support. We think he, uh, he deserves the country's support. Yeah, uh, like, proud. I'm an American of African descent, no doubt, and proud uh, to no end of uh, the fact that uh, we have a a black president. A president who I had no idea that I would ever see in my lifetime an American of African descent as president. I had no idea as little as five years ago you could uh, even, uh, the possibility of it uh, was so far removed and so far out of my uh, conscious. Uh, and to have uh, uh, one today, oh, no doubt I'm proud of it. Yet still, when I look at the job performance of the person in that office, uh, I'm colorblind. When, when I critique, now obviously this is the first chance that I've had to critique uh, the job performance of a black president. That's, you know. Now, I beat myself back t- uh, uh, to uh, uh, do it. Uh, 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 as unbiasedly uh, as I can, and I, I think I, 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 I separate all that out when it, uh, p- just on a personal level, sitting here uh, uh, at my computer uh, by myself, just looking at uh, the job, just uh, uh, evaluating uh, uh, what that guy had when he came in the office and what he got accomplished and. Uh, Head wins that he fought up, that he ran into uh, uh, while he's in the office. This guy did an amazing job, y'all. This guy, I don't, you know, regardless of his color, this guy did an amazing job. He did an amazing job as president. He should be rewarded for. It. Now, anything short of that is going to be uh, uh, one of the greatest uh, robberies. Of this country, if that guy don't get elected tomorrow, this country will have uh, experienced uh, one of the greatest heists 
uh, uh, the country's ever seen, y'all. Yeah, this would be no, uh, uh, nothing short of highway robbery, y'all. If this guy loses the election tomorrow, it's nothing short of highway robbery. Uh, uh, so we 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 out here trying to do all we can to try to make sure that uh, people understand that uh, uh, the grave uh, immorality of uh, such a thing, such an act, <laughs> it would be a grave uh, uh, immorality uh, if that did occur. Because I, I, I contend already that uh, 20% of uh, people are railing against this president just because of his race. And surely that is uh, something immoral. There's something immoral about that. Because that's, that's going uh, directly against not only uh, the uh, uh, benefit of the country, but the man upstairs. <laughs> railing against uh, his own uh, uh, covenants and uh, uh, laws and things. That's what racism is. And hate, if you want to, you know, I parallel those two things. Racism and hate, both sins in my mind, moral sins. Now, I, hey. So, yeah, we're out here this evening just trying to uh, get a feel for it. We feel, we feel optimistic about uh, 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 the country's future, we feel uh, still have some uh, issues, man, with uh, our human nature, our human nature, we still have some problems with that, trying to get that thing uh, squared away, but uh It's coming along, yeah. Slow process, yeah. Slow process, yeah. <laughs> and uh, but I, I think one of the good things about having this first uh, African American president is that it brought uh, the center uh, racism front and center again, and I, I think it did it in such a way that we can now better uh, better deal with it have a uh, conversation about it uh, 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 in a much more uh, positive uh, way uh, now that we've identified where those uh, 20% races are at. And I said uh, a lot of them are right there in that Tea Party, y'all. <laughs> oh, yeah. A lot of them right there in that Tea Party. And uh, as uh, this race has uh, materialized, uh, they became more and more uh, isolated into uh, a particular group that uh, we can uh, point at and uh, 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 address directly. Uh, oh, they try to disguise it uh, about them being this or that. And, uh, no. And, uh, <laughs> no. I think we've identified the characters that uh, make up that uh Karen Bach uh, 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 imperialistic uh, 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 block. Uh, I think we've pretty well identified those folks, and those are the ones that we're going to be uh, keeping an eye on out here on the Hurstmore Blackboard uh, uh, Forum going forward. We're going to be addressing those folks, like uh, uh, the 
the Tea Party is and the leader of the Republican Party, uh, party that uh, RNC chairman. That guy's nothing but a racist, y'all. Period. He's nothing but a racist. Period. They kicked Richard Steele out <laughs> and replaced him with this uh, uh, Aaron Bach, uh, uh a monster. <laughs> hey, y'all don't know. They kicked Richard Steele out, kicked him to the curb. He had helped them take over the Congress all the 2010 black dude. They used him up like a used a doormat and kicked him to the side. See you later, boy. We finished with you. We gotta get this white uh, man in here. We need him in here to do this so he can go out and talk to these people like a white man. <laughs> hey, it's just a fact, yeah. It's just a fact. Uh, so in that sense, uh, you know, it served its purpose. Uh, that, uh, uh, well, the fact that the, the president was the fulcrum, uh, was a focal point for uh, the races, uh, uh, it was good that they, he did bring him out of the closet and put him uh, 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 on top of the table there so people could take a look at him. He brought him, uh, he flushed him out of the uh, uh, closet. He flushed the races out of the closet is what the president did and uh, put him on display for the world and the country to see. I think uh, after uh, nothing else was accomplished, uh, that was. Hey y'all, we just about got this, uh, we just about finished with this uh, Election Eve uh, special edition of the Hushmo Black Forum here. We're going to be back with you uh, this Saturday, our regular time, November 10th from 7 to 9. We'll be back, I'll be back out Saturday. We'll have uh, uh, this thing broke down for you by then. We'll know who the next president is by then. Uh, and we'll be able to break it down. We're going to be on the road, Saturday. We're going to be in, on the road, Saturday. We're going to, yeah, we're going to do this show from the OHT and Saturday so that uh, we'll have a full uh, rundown on uh, the election tomorrow. And uh, one way or the other, I, I, like I said, I, I, I got I to... Gotta I got a uh, good feeling. Ninety seconds. I got a good feeling about. Uh, I got a good feeling about uh, the president winning this thing, but uh, uh, it's going to be close, y'all. It's going to be a dog. It's going to be a neck and neck dog fight there. But I think uh, good will. Uh, good will uh, prevail over. Uh, Sixty seconds. The evilness that uh, the evilness that is uh, in the country, I, I think, good will uh, prevail tomorrow. To that end, y'all, we're going to bring this thing to a close here. This uh, election eve, y'all, uh, get out and vote. Tell a friend uh, to get out and vote, uh, and tell them about the Hushmo Black Forum. Uh, we're out here advocating on behalf of uh, Americans of African descent, advocating for social justice, for justice for all, not because we don't love everybody. We love everybody. We're just uh, uh, a part of that community. Hey, y'all, that's going to do it for us. Remember, get out and vote. Tell a friend. Take a friend. 
until ten seconds. Ciao, y'all. We're gonna sign out here. We'll see y'all. Uh, it's been my pleasure this evening. Hushmore Black Forum, advocated on your behalf by covering news and events affecting the African-American community. Check us out at the Hushmore Black Forum, www.blogtalkradio.com. Thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye.